Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hi, this is the audio version of the Cultaholic Classic Smackdown review. You can watch the video version and take part in a future episode at patreon.com forward slash cultaholic. <laughs> Debra's Revenge! Come on to the rock show. Come on to the people's show. Come on to the premiere show. Smackdown! April 26, Near Law 2001. Space Odyssey! Thanks, Markham. Emma Button, what took you so long? This is the only song that I'll ever write. That is good. Uh, it's still number one in the charts. Stereophonics, just enough education to perform. Again, number one in the charts. And Bridget Jones' Diary, again, number one in the UK box office. Ill Bleed is the big game release of this week. Ill Bleed is a survival horror game released by Crazy Games for the Sega Dreamcast. Uh, self-published in Japan in March 2001 and then in North America. Although financially unsuccessful, Ill Bleed received a cult following for its notable combination of non-linear gameplay elements and its B-movie-style comedy horror theme. Also, you fight Zodic the Hellhog. What?! In a bizarre little parody of Sonic by the company that makes Sonic. They parody their own man. Fair. I thought, you know, for some reason, I thought you'd know all about this. No, this is news to me. It's a very odd little game. Like a lot of the games that were put out by the Dreamcast by this point. Because Sega just went, oh, to do what you want. I, I, the Titanic sinking, lads. Just play whatever. Play Freebird. <laughs> um, some rubbish TV news. Uh, the Press Complaints Commission upholds a complaint about the news of the world made by Granada TV after the newspaper sent two undercover journalists to a Christmas party for the cast and crew of Emmerdale in the hope of finding a story. The assignment had provided to be fruitless because the reporters were ejected when their identity was discovered. That's right. Wow. we we'll find some gossip on Emmerdale. It's, getting, it's, it's hiding the wool pack. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Channel 4 scraps right to reply. The program has been on the air since the launch of the channel. It was only program Channel 4 produced in-house. Channel 4 doesn't want to end uh, right to reply after a run of more than 18 years was criticized by fans, saying, well, nothing remains in its place. One reviewer said, the Channel 4 that I view today has just evolved into just another TV channel. Mm. Ah. Uh, shock horror. Shock, shock horror, horror. David Edwards, a school teacher from Staffordshire and former Mastermind winner, becomes the second person to win the one million quid prize. Go on, lad. Like Go on, these. lad. Who wants to be a millionaire? Do it. News of, <laughs> his, news of his win had leaked out before the episode was transmitted. Oh, Those hate, spoilers. I hate people that get off on spoiling things that we really like. Yep. 
But the big news this week, just for young Mafu remembering back to this time, uh, Asim Rahman defeats Lennox Lewis via fifth round KO in South Africa. Ooh, and loses the thing. WBC and IWF heavyweight titles. Uh, it is the knockout of the year, according to Ring Magazine. You know, you're telling me. <laughs> That, I remember, the press. vaguely remember yeah, that. Because all the media and hype was like, that's right, Lennox Lewis fights another shit ass on his route <laughs> to getting Tyson eventually. <laughs> and it's like, ah, just this dude, I've seen Rockman, whatever, he's had some matches with David Tua, he's whatever, and then... <laughs> Lennox Lewis grinning ear to ear before getting sparked out by Rockman, because he's like, I'm gonna take you. Lennox Lewis, when he was on, it's one of the best pop this country's ever produced. But when he couldn't be asked, <laughs> yeah. Obviously, Lennox Lewis then avenged the loss by sparking out Rahman, in the fact uh, fashion later on in the year, and then beat Mike Tyson. <laughs> there you go. Uh, before of... helping Davy Boy Smith out the wig and mines, driving him. <laughs> I like pulling him out to accompany him, him out to SummerSlam 1992. Obviously, <laughs> but all that was happening in the weird, weird year 2001. It was, mate. It was in, 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 in reality. What was happening in the disgustingly, beautifully interesting world of wrestling around this period as everything we know is ch slowly changing week by week? Well, to answer that question and many more, going to be found here, right here, right now, with this. That's really put a, a bee in your bonnet, hasn't it, young man? I have to tell my dad might watch this. I, I like There is such thing as a will and testament I have to worry about here. I saw it initially and I thought, oh, it's got so, Matthew's yeah. name on it. But it says Grig. Yeah, could we point out? No. <laughs> no, it does not have my name on it. It says Grig. Jack G. King, because he's a It says Gooch brother. and Grig. We were my favourite detectives. <laughs> The Goldaholic Classic, Smackdown Review. Signing <laughs> yourself, Dilsa Tones, Matthew and Brackett, not a Mackham lover. And Tom Campbell, who couldn't give a toss either way. How are you, Do Tom? you want my coffee? No. Instead, I'll drink a Mackham. Yeah, you know what, there's dairy in that. I'll, just, I'll drink that and be sick. <laughs> I'd rather be dead. Then <laughs> drink from this and be happy. But anyway, <sighs> moving on outside from cups. I'm good, mate. I've like sending them themselves. <laughs> They're doing really. That, that doesn't make any sense because they're Actually, doing. Actually, no, because by the yeah. time that the, the day this goes out, Sunderland are in the playoffs yeah. for promotion. Playoffs. They play playoffs for promotion. They play in Wickham today. The Wickham Mines. The Wickham. <laughs> I was now to get two references before you even started. Getting down the Wickham Mines. So they're doing that today. So they're doing well. I also am doing well today. Um, what's been happening? This week's just kind of spun by a uh, top speed. Um, so I've got no, really nothing exciting to report. I want to hear about the fight that you watched in Tesco. <laughs> That's the most so, exciting thing. Tom, as you go, how long going to be? About 10 minutes and about 15 because there's a... I mean, there's one aisle in Tesco's on the, where we work at in Sandiford, and uh, it's a bloop, bloop, making sure the meal deal goes through, so I have to go awkwardly, squeeze past people, get the proper thing, because the bastards can't put them in the right place. <laughs> uh, and here in the other aisle... Like, and just this woman's like stern, polite, but very tired voice yelling back. You were in here this morning, sir, and we told you it's non-refundable. Oh, you no. can't bring it back. And I was trying to think what that could have been. Because Primark, I think they say you can bring anything back, but not pants. A sandwich. <laughs> yeah. Take the three bites. I don't like it. <laughs> Big bite joke out of it. Don't like it. I don't understand. I thought it was. <laughs> I thought it was someone else. Milk. 
Yeah, but so you've bitten all of it. Not all of it. Anyway, and, um, and it's kept well in listening because everyone's doing that thing where the very British thing of like, oh, I, I can hear it. I don't know, you can hear it, but I'm pretending to not acknowledge yeah. the fact that I'm really into this. Yeah. And uh, I heard like uh, the woman's voice like, sir, are you threatening me? And he went, no. You will know when I threaten you. Wow. I love that sort of thing. And I, and I walked past on the way out, so near the entrance slash exit, and there were like, the guy was out on the phone. I thought I was calling his solicitors. That's so good. Yeah. I'm just gonna, is that light on? It's on. I was just making sure. Yeah. I had a little moment there. But that's good. You are yeah. like me in that sense, as I was mm. saying to you upstairs. You're like me in that sense. Uh, Alex, uh, there's, there's a word for it. Alex calls me nebby, which I think is a Yorkshire term. When like you're just nosy. And like if we walk yeah. through town and like there's a little ruckus, I want to slow down. Yeah. I want to. I want to see because because the ruckus doesn't involve me. I'm very invested in the ruckus. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, and Alex is like, no, let's just walk past the ruckus. I was like, no, that's exciting. Uh, yeah. that's exciting. My mates are like that. And I thought, I thought you guys are raged. I thought yeah. you'd love to be seeing this. Like, no, no, no. I love watching a bit of ruckus. And I guess they're like, if I'm by myself, it's easy because I can go. Oh wait. Oh, hello. Um, God. <laughs> I do. Yeah. When I pretend yeah, to be on the yeah. phone. Yeah, no, I'm just um, walking down. Yeah, sorry about the noise. Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, I do that as yeah. well. But if you're in a group of mates, it's really hard to not look like you're five lads gawking. Oh, man. I love that. I'm glad you do that as well. I feel much better about that. Yeah, by myself, it's easy, but they're like, no. Like, if, they, if they see five lads staring at them, they might go, yeah. what are you looking at? And it's like, oh, we don't want any of that. And like, fair enough. Have you ever done that I'm thing? I'm fasting a lot of them so Where you feel like some, but you feel like there is a ruckus and you feel like um, maybe somebody's in the wrong. So you kind of want to <laughs> hang near and, and almost look as if you're calling the police to kind nah. of intimidate them to move on. I've done that a couple of times and all the while I'm thinking, the best result here is they come over and beat me up and I enter the narrative. And I don't really want to enter the narrative of the ruckus. I just want to observe it. And uh, if I do anything, play a part in it dispersing, certainly not getting physically involved in it. But I love that you do that as well. No. I feel less alone in the world now. Yeah. Knowing that no, I'm, I'll, I will I'll pretend to be on the it. phone so I can watch. The, oh, I'll tell I, you. There was, a, there was a fight outside that Tesco up there about maybe two months ago, right? I was walking towards the Tesco, and I think it was Jack Atkins on the way back saying, there's a fight going on over the car. I tell you what, I, I haven't moved that quick in a while. <laughs> I want to get and see it. And he was fighting Morpheus over his runs. Oh, my God. It was great. It's great. <laughs> I tell you, there's... So, it was on a night out, and it was a crash. So, opposite. Whoa! Uh, <laughs> Again, only you will hear that and think that. Anyway, bless you. The, um... God. Outside the police station yeah, in town. So, we're outside. Everyone's having a tab, but I'm just outside just having a breather because some probably a bad song came on to all the people. Saturday night. Rather busy, but... This white van, like taxi, like a minivan taxi, yeah. is pulled up outside the police station, which I think is a funny place for this to happen. And the back of it suddenly opens, and there's a guy punching another guy out of the thing. Wow. Like it doesn't look real, like that bloody door opening. Um, like punching him out, and then him trying to hold on, and other people like getting rid of him and punching him out and so off, and falling out to go fight them. And the van, I'm going, fuck this, and all this. 
and it was amazing. I went, wow, so it's like good. a fight scene from a film. It's amazing. I turned around, trying to talk to somebody. Nobody else saw it. <gasps> Just you. Everyone else was like, yeah, so what do you think of uh, Hadouken? Yeah, they're great. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm like, did no one see that? That was amazing. I was the only person. I'm like, oh. How is it? <laughs> you, I don't know. Yeah, you shared experience. No one outside Christ saw it. I'm like, right. Isn't it weird? There's a few things like that where I see stuff happening around me that Alex doesn't see. But then I'm also really crap. Like sometimes Alex will say something to me. She said something, she said, she said something to me yesterday. And I had to ask her to repeat it three times. Because I was like, I'm really sorry. I can't quite grasp what you're saying, despite the fact you're sat next to me. And she just said, can you rub my back for me, please? Like, why couldn't I understand you saying that? And I think because the telly was on. I think because I was doing something in the kitchen at the time. So like multiple stimuli. But yet, if there is a fight breaking out, I see it. Three streets away. Three streets away. Yeah. That's, there's something. There's... I like one of those jaggles, the little ears twitching. like, so. yeah. Wait, something's happening. There's this. Drama. Ructions. Oh, let's go follow the ruckus. Always follow the ruckus. Yeah, please let us know if you're the same. Yeah, please do. Yeah. I don't Because it's always way. great getting tweets about, like, oh, blah, 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 the podcast. And it's, you know, sponge. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> I've had a few. What's nice is that I've had a few interactions. I think we, we brought this up a few. Oh, many weeks back now where I said like please don't like I love the fact that people message and God never stop never stop but yeah. do respect that like we've done nearly a hundred of these now and and then I do I've done over a hundred of the classic roars and you know we're, we're getting close into like the tw 20 episodes of classic nitro we do three or four news videos a day so like if you go oh crisps you're right they are belgian and i'll go sorry oh it was something you said on episode <laughs> yeah. 12 and i'm just listening to it now i'm like yeah. brilliant but just just give me a little and, and since then i've had a few people message me saying i've listened to the podcast i'm on episode 35 and this is yes that's great oh, that's good thank you I that's that. you thank you because my brain is old and crap thank you appreciate you when they message me like hey matthew baked beans for the win I'm like, are you being nice or are you insane? <laughs> Not both. But anyway, Tom, that's a long-winded, lovely intro there. Uh, it's a lovely what, intro. What we like to do on this show is talk bollocks. Mm. And after we've got that out of the way, the cleansing, if you will, the is cleansing. you like to set the scene by giving us a look about what was happening in the wonderful world of Dave Meltzer's head. <laughs> well, the nice thing is with the classic uh, Smackdown review is we have Dave Meltzer's head plus Figure Four Weekly and Brian's head. And, and do you know what it is? I thought now we're coming out of, you know, now, now that WCW is gone, now that ECW is gone, we'd have less things happening in the wrestling world. We've only really got one major company and a smattering of indies. But yeah. no, like four XDW pages. XDW is, is number two. First four pages of my notes for oh, this show. Four pages. First four pages are this bloody week in the wrestling. Oh, wow. From 2001. These headers. Load stuff. So, XFL news. <clears throat> there won't be much of this going forward, I promise. The future of the XFL, according to Figure Four, seems in even greater jeopardy with the news that UPN is also seriously considering dropping the games next season. They only signed a one-year deal with the league, and after mid-season, it was by far the lowest-rated show. 
There are some fairly significant issues that will prevent a season year on UPN, said Adam Ware, who's the CEO. He said, as to whether or not we can figure out a way to address them, I don't have the answer. As you look towards next year, it becomes even harder to do because you're going back to the same category of advertisers and have to convince them to come back. The damage done by the negative press and the problems NBC affiliates have had may be too much at the end of the day to say that a second season is going to happen. The XFL president, Basil DeVito, has said the league couldn't continue for a second series if its only TV deal was TNN. So TNN have already got, oh, I don't know if we will. UPN are going, forget that. A lot of partners are going, no, we ain't doing this shit again. So, I mean, spoiler, there isn't a second season of the XFL. Oh, there is. Like, years oh, later. Years later. That was even shorter than this one. And we are yet to write chapter three, unbelievably, of the XFL. I'll be back. Looking at you, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Um, yeah. What? This after the million dollar game last week? I'm oh. shocked. Me too. I don't know where they're going to get the million dollars from. WCW news. So, as we know, WWF want to reboot WCW. A uh, little bit of an update on that from Figure Four. More meetings took place this week regarding the startup of the WWF controlled World Championship Wrestling brand. Although it's not yet been confirmed, sources are now targeting June 16th as the first broadcast on TNN. Negotiations are still ongoing regarding the time slot for the program, although it is still expected to air Saturday nights from 11 to 1. As soon as the final decision is made, the start will be announced. 11 p.m. to 1 a.m., I think is what they meant. <laughs> yeah. I, I doubt no, no, they meant no, 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 lunch. I, was, I, was, I understood that. I was just shocked like that's a time slot that is, yeah Jesus. apparently so so as it stands now uh, figure four believes scott steiner booker t dallas page and rick flair could potentially be part of the new brand in terms of like the high level because this was the issue that we talked about last week is that they've got bodies but none of them are real needle movers in any sense and at the moment so many of them are tied up to these time warner deals that they ain't gonna go they've had another chat with bill goldberg this week and he's still like no they reckon that time warner owes him about six million dollars on his contract mm. he's gonna happily just just buff up his motorbikes and sit it out for the rest of the year yeah that's six xfl finals <laughs> that we will never see uh, scott steiner posted the following message on his official oh, website which i'm hoping was geocities.com forward slash big booty daddy but the booties was zeros um in the name to all my freaks out there all i can say right now is that things are in the works i'm getting all kinds of email <laughs> not emails email <laughs> i'm getting all After the email voice, yeah. from wrestling fans looking for news you all should know that the moment i knew know something that i'm allowed to say publicly i'll say it here <laughs> it's, uh, it's, at geocities.com forward slash big booty daddy in the meantime i'm getting healthy and stronger than ever i have the best body in the business for a reason i work my ass off to keep it that way i'm in the gym eating right and getting ready for a return stay tuned yeah speaking of needle movers <laughs> look at that Good joke. Thank you. Uh, Jim Ross has also had positive meetings with Dallas Page, who we mentioned. He's currently in Italy, by the way, DDP. He's on his holiday to Italy. Lovely. Chilling. Uh, okay. Scott Steiner, Johnny Ace, <gasps> Pearl, uh, Arn Anderson, and Fit Finley. Potentially coming in to be part of the new dub seed. All, all, all those old guys had more of an impact. <laughs> I know. Uh, so whilst all this is going on, whilst they're trying to get WCW back up and running, uh, we still have the matter of WWF's current developmental system. Uh, mm. Part of that is UPW. Mm. They put on a super show in Southern California on the 25th 
of April. Uh, a sellout of 700 plus at the Galaxy Theatre. And I've got the card here. Uh, so Jim Ross and um, Paul Bearer, uh, William Moody, were there scouting and just sort of getting a temperature for who's around and who's what. And this is the card that they put on. The Ballard brothers opened, Shane and Shannon Ballard. Uh, they, were, they were a hot name for mm. a bit, but I saw them wrestle and it was like, these are the hot guys? I don't know. They took they were on, quickly overshadowed by everybody else, I think. Yeah, they kind of they were they were very average, and then people above average came along. But they won in the opening match, defeating Marshall and Mike Knox. What is that? Marshall Knox. Marshall and Knox Mike and Knox. Mike Knox. Oh, I didn't know Mike Knox had a brother. There you go. Brother. Think of the Elias Ezekiel thing. <laughs> uh, Adam no. Pierce. And Hardcore hey. Kid beat Alcatraz and Bad Boy Basil. Oh, fuck. His name's not Alcatraz, is it? It certainly is. Oh. Alcatraz. He teamed up with Paul Volt. <laughs> Everyone's favorite long-jumping wrestler. Uh, lots of love for Adam Pearce. Uh, in the Ross report, uh, he said, Adam, Jim Ross said, Adam Pearce is a hell of a talker. Yeah. His best skill back then. Mm. He ends up doing a little story, with a little angle after this match with Josh Wilcox, who was a member of the Los Angeles Extreme XFL team, which sees Pierce getting beaten up by Wilcox and Wilcox hitting a people's elbow. <laughs> Fun story. Wilcox asking for a job. <laughs> he does. He, he wrestles a match next month oh. for them. Um, the ultimate, I'm oh, sorry, the Manila Thrillers, Benny Chong and Funky Billy Kim <laughs> defeating Andy Van Dam. Oh, no. <laughs> There's not another Van Dam. Uh, and Prodigy. And they, oh, Prodigy from ECW, right? Yeah. Hey. And Ricky Reyes and Rocky Romero. Hey, the fan of Pitbulls. These names. Uh, the Ultimate Army, uh, consisting of John Heidenreich and Nathan Jones. Ah! <laughs> In 01? In Holy 01. Christ. In like, 03, Nathan Jones was rough. Imagine him in 01. Oh, I've got to find footage of that. Well, they defeated Gorgeous and Young, Preston Scott and Ultra Hot. They were called G-A-Y. That's the joke. Oh. That's the joke. That dude's name's ultra hot. It's like, hell yeah. Donovan Morgan teamed with Ugh. Super Destroyer 2000. <laughs> uh. Why are they doing Super Destroyer? You know what, Kevin? He's bringing back the Super Destroyer. And it's already a year old at this point because it's 2000. Were the Kongs unavailable? Like, oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, Donovan Morgan, so like highly praised because XPW and he's just a... A box ticker. <laughs> well, they defeated Tom Howard and Horseshoe. Ah, Luther Reigns. Luther Reigns in a little bit of a match there. Uh, Tony Jones defeated Smelly. Smelly's back on the classic SmackDown review. Smelly. <laughs> I keep seeing Smelly pop up. Smelly. You know. Look, the commitment to calling a guy Smelly. Uh, KG Sakoda, who would become Ryan Sakoda. Who becomes Sakoda, one of Tajiri's henchmen. Oh, yeah. In 03. What happened to him? I don't know, but on this particular night. Dead? On this particular night, he was beating Billy D. <laughs> Is that it? Yeah, who's, who's not my lover. <laughs> <laughs> um, Victoria beat Molly Holly. Oh, okay. Um, Jim Ross really high on. Victoria, Barbecue on Victoria, yes. He's really high on Victoria. Uh, uh, she wasn't particularly great in this one, but he genuinely thinks there's something in her. And he'd be future. right. He would be right. I love Victoria. Uh, Christian and Edge defeated Frankie Kazarian and Nova. Ooh. As they were known as then, Evolution. 
Oh, yeah. I actually, yeah, vaguely remember that. And in the main event for the UPW title, Samoa Joe defeated Tommy Dreamer. So Joe oh. was on the UPW card getting checked out by JR and Paul Bear. And he went, ah, it'll never work. It'll never work, that yeah. one. Uh, Interesting. Oh, there was some WCW talent there as well who didn't work. Chavo Guerrero Jr., Sean O'Hare, and Chuck Palumbo were all backstage. Uh, they're all in Southern California, so they popped by to say hi. Uh, Jim Ross has told them to go and work as many indie dates as you possibly can for the relaunch of um, WCW, and he's asked UPW promoter Rick Bassman uh, to book them on future shows. So there's they're, they're high on them here. This is a great little bit here, right? So Prototype, a.k.a. Uh, yeah. John Cena, uh, who was working his final show. Uh, he was meant to be working his final This was his final show before leaving to OVW. He didn't wrestle, but he did an angle where he came out and he was injured and he was going to be like, oh, I'm going away now, blah, blah, blah. He gets attacked by Samoa Joe and a few of the baddies, and Tommy Dreamer made the save. Do you know who was originally meant to make the save for Prototype during that angle? Smelly. No, you know what? I think think the the complete polar opposite of the of, of smelly. Uh, ooh, I don't think you can find a more shampoo. <laughs> no, the Rock, <laughs> as in the Rock. So, right. Wow. Fans, uh, okay, a few, knew, a few knew about it. The original plan was The Rock would show up as a surprise and save Prototype since he's staying in L.A. doing acting classes at this point. The Rock was going to rock up at SoCal and save Prototype, raise his hand and go, whoa, what a guy, what a Mate. guy. Didn't get worked out, unfortunately, so it didn't happen. Oh. But there was conversations about having The Rock putting over Prototype in 2001. A space odyssey. Wow. What a great UPW car. What a historical yeah. little historical bits in there. Um, okay, we'll br breeze through this bit because it's quite long. Well, well, it's a big conference call. Um, <laughs> WWE and TNN presented a big show conference call on this particular day, April 26, 2001. So Big Boy is having a chat with the press. Um, so... Uh, they talk you about know who I hate right. That's right. Those <laughs> he had, well. So uh, so before Big Show comes on, they talk about the you know they say they won't be taking any questions about WCW or the XFL. To which probably about thirteen lines just disappeared. A big Big Show answers questions. Of course, the very first one had to do with the promo on Kai and Ty last week. Show said he honest to God truth. <laughs> Was, was talking with a mouthful of spit and said goofs and nothing else. He said the people at the pre-tape knew he said goofs and not a slur for Kai and Ty, but the people in the truck didn't, which is why they ended up tweaking it and cutting it and stuff. Oh. He said he wished they hadn't bleeped it because it made it sound like he did say the other word. <laughs> Just nonchalantly saying that mm. word, oh, one. Big Show says he was heartbroken when they first sent him to Ohio Valley Wrestling. Fat bastard. He said he'd just come off knee surgery and had been eating like a horse. <laughs> <laughs> just a feed bag full of boyardee. Uh, <laughs> I was stomach uh, broken. Hard to <laughs> I was cholesterol broken. Hard to believe, I know, says, says Brian oh. Alvarez. <laughs> Because fuck you, Brian. <laughs> he came back and his cardio, he said his cardio wasn't where it should have been. He yeah, said, I just... ice cream vans are really quick around that area. <laughs> 
I just didn't have my shit together. That's normally a sign of a blockage. Um, <laughs> you think we'll be above fat jokes? Yeah, I, I, I ain't fucking slimmer of the year. Jesus H Christ. It's funny we love it this because you got slim. <laughs> It's years later. At this time, he is fat, and that's why we laugh. He's fat and unpopular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been publicly mocked and humiliated on TV. They're probably really happy that he said something that sounded like someone else. In hindsight, he has said that OVW was the best thing that ever happened to him. <laughs> In what way? KFC, nearby. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking mean. It's, I'm a horrible man. Uh, Big Show said his size limited some of the storylines he could do. Uh, he said there are a lot of different philosophies about what he should do as a giant. This does lean into stop it. This does lean into what um, what Vince McMahon always feels is like the right thing for big boys to be doing. Like just just two slams and chops, not those chops. Um, <laughs> Some people said he should do athletic stuff like drop kicks off the top rope. Um, he said it's a compliment to be compared to Andre the Giant. He said Haku always calls him the boss because he's got big hands and sometimes breaks chairs when he sits in them. <laughs> he... <laughs> I'm just quoting from the conference call. I'm not... <laughs> He said, WCW called him the son of Andre. That was a bold-faced lie. Nobody believed it. It was a big shadow to escape. And, <laughs> and he typecast him early. He said he had no idea what in the hell his character is right now. <laughs> but he hopes he can find a niche and get himself established. He said, he's had, he said in 2001, he said, I've had too many turns. Oof. In 01, he said that. He wants to have a run for a year or two as either yeah. a face or a heel. Or maybe just a quick walk. <laughs> just do 10,000 steps, you're fine. Show said The Undertaker is a locker room leader. When he spoke, everyone in the locker room listened. Who wants pizza? <laughs> ah! <laughs> have you all got your guns today? What's that? A Game Boy? Stabs it with a knife. No, I'm, re I'm reading the Domino's menu. <laughs> She's going to be pressing the buttons. Ah, my favourite book. <laughs> my favourite tome. Um, <laughs> he said doing the job for the Hardys made for tremendous television and it was better than any singles win he'd ever gotten. <laughs> he called it three guys chopping down a beanstalk. Oh, yeah, more on that loop. Which he thought was a great story. He expressed interest in doing movies. Number one, to help his pocketbook. Number two, to give his fans give fans another chance to look yeah. at him. Austin Powers 2 is a role for him. <laughs> he said he'd love to do something with Adam Sandler again. He says his, pa his passion is watching movies. He has 500 DVDs in his house. 500 DVDs? Yeah, yeah they're giving away one for uh, every happy <laughs> meal. Fucking here we go. He's got all the toys. Someone asked who'd win in a fight between the Big Show and the Scorpion King. He said the Scorpion King. <laughs> He's so beaten down. He's like, yeah, The Rock would win. That guy made up that question. He could ask him an XFL question. He was asked about his current weight. You could be in it. Are you big, fat still? You could be in the. You could be in that 
Oh, no, you can't blame for that. Sorry, I thought the name of the company was XL. <laughs> oh, God. He claimed to be between 400 and 406 pounds. <laughs> Fucking and the rest. Um, he said his first goal was to get down to 380. He's lost a lot of... He says he's lost a lot of water weight. And he thinks he's starting to lose muscle now. He tried the no-carb, no-fat thing. But he said it's been hurting his energy levels. He said he needed to get hold of a dietitian. <laughs> Good, good. Okay. Uh, he was asked if he thinks a loss to Shane at the pay per view would have a ne- would have a negative effect on his career, uh, and he said no. Someone asked about his moonsault. Show said he really did do it once at, a power, at the power plant. Then he got his ass reamed out by management for trying it. It's a weird punishment. Um, <laughs> Jesus, Tom. just tell him off. <laughs> Right, you've done a moonsault, right? Trousers down. I thought I ate everything. <laughs> Big show's done a moonsault again, Sarge. Alright, trousers off. Um, <laughs> he blamed Dallas Page and Terry Taylor for putting him up to it. He said nobody in their right mind would lay down for a moonsault from him. And that is the Big Show's conference call. <laughs> what a what a joy. What a joy that was. Um, I might not have enough energy to do the rest of the podcast. <laughs> You've so got to, mate. You've got to. I have to bring a sub on. Triple H was on Bite This this week. <laughs> oh, well, he's he, all right at this point, isn't he? Well, I should find out. He puts over WrestleMania as one of the greatest nights of his life. Yep. Saying it was amazing to work in front of so many people and do that little bump onto a black, onto a bed. Nah. He'd been a fan of Motorhead ever since he was a kid, and it was really happy to hear them play a song live, especially a song about him that they forgot the words to. Um... He said if he could be a guy on top who helps the younger guys get over, that would be all he would want. <laughs> We're about a year away from the reign of terror at this point. He said without change, the business becomes stagnant. He said he was a big fan of guys having to pay their dues and said that he didn't like how some amateur athletes were just taken into the company without paying their dues first. Was that a shot at Kurt's fucking angle? No. I can't, okay, that's... Who are... Brock Lesnar. Mm. <clears throat> Amateur athletes. He says he didn't feel demoted holding the Intercontinental title, but saw it as a step up for the belt. He said now would be a good time for young guys like Edge, Christian, and the Hardys to step up. Yeah, they did, and you fucking battered them! Yeah. And then pushed them back down with... Get back down there! Yeah. See, this is it. You speak different to what you do. He was asked about people on the internet who criticised him for playing political games. He said these were all opinions from people who didn't understand the business and weren't behind the scenes. He said those people just watch TV and think they know wrestling, so he doesn't pay attention to anything they say. I remember people in WCW saying the exact same thing when we would talk about that about the signs that eventually led to the death of that company. That's a little editorial from Brian Alvarez at the end there. I think he's, he stayed very steadfast on that opinion. I seem to remember... Um, before he got poorly and left NXT, he did a conference call for, I think, Stand and mm. Deliver. And he was really grotty. He was in a really shitty mood. Yeah. I think because people were asking him about, like, hey, are you going to do another evolution show for the women? It's like, oh, do we need to? We've done one. Yeah. And, like, uh, saying, what hey, what about that Velveteen Dream? He's like, no. Yeah. And he was still saying, they were saying, like, hey, people just think they know what's going on. Why don't you just trust the process and let it happen? Stop trying to book everything. Just enjoy wrestling. I remember him saying all oh, stuff like that. He was kicking right off. Very grumpy man. Um, he said he'd heard that some people claimed he'd used backstage influence to get what he wanted. He said that was coming from people who had no clue. 
Mm. He does not use backstage influence at all. Take that, us. Terry Taylor. Yeah, Terry Taylor, you silly Billy. Uh, tough enough. Jericho. <laughs> Allegedly. Uh, a few little notes from the Ross Report. I'll drizzle these in throughout uh, the show as well. There's a couple here that don't really have a home. Uh, Rock, probably back this summer. According to JR. Big uh, if true. Big if true. And he had a very positive meeting with Rob Van Dam this week. Yep. Quote, he is young and healthy, and I hope that out of that meeting last week that we come to terms with Rob, whether it be WCW or in the WWF. Uh, Scotty Too Hot, he has no return date. Uh, he's still suffering from a neck injury. He's been to see the orthopedic specialist this past Friday. Rikishi's clear to return from his eardrum injury. He should be back anytime soon. He won't stick around, though. Uh, and then, again, there's some other Ross Report notes that will drizzle in throughout. Tough Enough finishes shooting on May the 11th. Show starts 21st of June. This is the first series of Tough Enough, I believe, so it's the one where you get that infamous Triple H moment going, you're on the road 492 days a year. You see half of your family... <laughs> If you and you're gonna and then a, a few people went, what you do? I just thought you wrestled on Raw and then went home and had a dinner. Yeah. I'm off, mate. So that's a fun moment. I look forward to us talking about that more in depth. Um, possible changes to development program. UPW and OVW were solid. Memphis is doing well, uh, but they may stretch out and find other promotions across the United States to work with for a little bit. Um, Terry Taylor, you mentioned there. He's planning to open up a school in the Atlanta area. Vincent Mann apparently was not nice enough to send him one of the old... W oh, Vincent Mann apparently was nice enough to send him one of the old WWF rings to use. But then they, in the Observer, they go, not nice enough to give him a job, though. <laughs> Have a ring instead. Put a ring on it. Yeah, thanks, Rooster. Kevin Nash has expressed interest in working this year's Brian Pillman Memorial Show, teaming with Scott Hall. This is, of course, depending uh, on the Time Warner deal. Yeah, hang on, no. <laughs> I don't think that does end up happening, does it? No. Oh. No, he does make an appearance some way. He doesn't wrestle. All right. Bret Hart made a rare appearance at the NAWA show in Middletown, New York. He signed autographs inside a tent. <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh when I wrote it down. He's signing autographs in a tent and never appeared before the live crowd. He was said to be subdued, but nice. He's still suffering lingering symptoms from his multiple concussions over a year ago, which forced his retirement. I think he's just generally just subdued, mm. isn't he, Brett? He's a, he's, unless, unless you bring up Goldberg, in which case he's... A, yeah, Brett's never been like, hey, guys! You know, he's, yeah, he's Brett. He's just Brett, and he... Bob Holly was racing in the Speedway this week. Southampton Motor Speedway in Capron, Virginia, on the 20th of April. And uh, he finished 18th in 24 cars. So he was a bit of shit, but never mind. <laughs> um, right, I'm going to get this one final bit, and then it's over to you, my friend. Bobby News! Okay. Um, so he did an interview for Boxing Monthly. And uh, do you remember his WrestleMania match against Barkley? How could I forget? Turns out The Rock and Steve Austin had bets I on it. I've heard the Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Um, Rock won the bet. He said in night, he was so... <laughs> so basically, that was it. Steve Austin and The Rock hung out, and they went, hey, uh, Austin says, oh, Bart going to knock him out. The Rock says, oh, Butterbean, I'll have him. So Rock won some money off of Butterbean. He went on to say that in 1998, when he was at the peak of his cult celebrityhood, McMahon made a huge offer to bring him in full-time, with him claiming it was near seven figures. But he turned it down, because he still wanted to continue boxing, since he was getting big paydays with it. Vince wouldn't allow it, because he was worried in boxing, his rep would be destroyed at any point in time with a loss. I think the the 
only time they ever really took a gamble like that on a wrestler was Brock Lesnar in the UFC. I seem to remember that Brock had a UFC fight just before SummerSlam. I seem to recall. Oh, you're referring to when he uh, tested positive. Was that what it was? He was because it was would have been UFC 200. Yeah. So he had a UFC fight and then was still an active part of the roster. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a special occasion. So and Brock went, yeah, I'm doing it. Oh, you can fuck off. But but was, yeah, but they, they, would have, they would never had someone box and do that. That's yeah, it's never happened. But to be honest with you, I like Butter Bean as a freak show boxer. Like, no, that would have been terrible. He did do some wrestling later on, but it's who we kidding? <laughs> Come on. Oh, we kidding? That's all the wrestling news. A oh, lot of wrestling Jesus. news. Sort of rattled through it near the end. There's a oh. lot going on. But hey, look, that's that's the that's the, the side order God to our, to our main meal. That is this week's episode of Smack of oh. Downer. And here is Matthew Gregory, God. him, off of the Botchamania videos oh. that I used to watch as a kid. I can't and believe... you did too. Thank you. Right, as, a, as a kid. As a kidney I, bean. I can't believe we still have like another show to do now. Right? It's, hey, it's uh. fine. We've got this. A We've quick update this. on the uh, Witty Wee Witty Woo intro. Rhino Goring K Quick has been added along with Evil Austin, because he's drinking beer at the end, which obviously doesn't make much sense. They removed Big Show Steam popping off his head in that one cool moment, but I'm surprised they didn't keep it and make it stink lines instead. <laughs> We're in Denver, Colorado. Backlash is three days away. And Good Willie, the Ruddy Commissioner, is here. He takes on Jericho in three days' time in a Duchess of Queensbury Rules match. Taz says he's checked with his peeps, and they don't know what that match is. <laughs> Crowd boos Willie. <laughs> Unrelated, but I've never liked Denver or the world's biggest dinosaur. <laughs> no, he's the last dinosaur. Yeah, he's not the biggest, isn't he? Denver, the last dinosaur. Yeah. He's my friend and a whole lot more. That's him. Oh, what a banger! I have no idea what happened to that show, but I remember the theme song. We ended last week with Alfred Jonathan Quack, the theme tune from that. Jesus right? Christ. Yeah. This week we've got to end with Denver, uh, the last dinosaur. Uh, it's a banger. It's a banger of a tune. Denver, don't make your ass or... Kurt is teaming up with Willie. Uh, Kurt taking the time to apologise, saying last week Benoit was going to go down quicker than Terrell Owens on opening day. What he meant to say is Benoit's going to go down quicker than the Colorado Avalanches in the playoffs. <laughs> More booing. I'll put 90% sure Angle made that team up. <laughs> I wonder whether if he just made up teams. We wouldn't know in the UK, would we? Yeah. We, we wouldn't know. Oh, the Colorado Avalanches had a bad season that year. <laughs> they had a bad sandwich. Terrell Owens... Uh, he dropped the ball. <laughs> Quite literally. Oh, no. <laughs> Metaphorically. Big pop for Benoit as he rocks it with Jericho for this tag match. Rather like the same reaction me and you had when we saw him appear on the screen when Matt Muscles was playing WrestleMania oh. XIA. Okay, guys, you ready for this? First thing we see. Oh, that's another, uh, that is another story for another time. Certainly is. This is a rematch of a submission tag match on Raw, which ended with Benoit tapping out Regal. That move is our by the way, with the crowd. Also, Jericho did more awful photoshops on Raw. Damn you, Jericho, for the worst tradition in wrestling since annual Hell in a Cell. <laughs> but this isn't a, submi a submission tag match. This yet. is just a normal one. No, it's not. This is a Duchess of Queensby rules tag team match. Regal announces it as such. Did he? And the finish plays in. Oh, I thought it. we were talking about the backlash. But oh, okay, we'll get into that. Oh, yeah. no, sorry, sorry, no. Bye, I beg your pardon. I thought you meant this was. I apologize. Uh, Angle gets the angle lock early, but Jericho makes a save. Regal gets a stretch on Jericho, but Benoit stops it. Ooh. Benoit and Regal get a beautiful wrist lock sequence, which ends with Regal taking the biggest German since Gunther. 
Angle breaks up the crossface on Regal, and Jericho tags in, delighting Finn Martin as he somehow manages to hip-toss Angle right on top of Regal, who clearly wasn't expecting it. Uh, Finn Martin loved ragging on Jericho when he wasn't very good in the ring. <laughs> Commentators discuss the intrigue of the Duchess match, and not even Joey Numbers knows what it is. <laughs> Regal breaks up the three Germans, that's Hans, Fritz, and Himmler, on Benoit as they make a good team. Crowd chants Angle sucks very, very loudly. Taz puts over the big pay-per-view main event as the biggest tag title of all time. Crowd boosts some more. As if to say, what about In Your House 3? <laughs> Which nice. you can listen to on the Cultaholic Raw podcast with Tom and to other one. <laughs> I think for In Your House 3, was that me and Justin Henry from off of America? Oh, me? Oh, it's a Justin so, Henry era. That was, a Justin, that was from the Justin Henry era of the Cultaholic Classic Justin, Raw review. Justin, the last dinosaur. He's my friend and a whole lot more. Yeah, good writer, that lad. He's a good writer as well. Regal and Angle do the bonk head spot, which I hate, and then hot tag to Jericho, who cleans house until Regal and Angle get a raw tag move. Regal flapjacks Jericho onto the top rope, and Regal holds the ropes down for added oomph. I dub this move the bloody bonk. <laughs> Taz makes a joke about Foley. Yeah, Mick Foley can have these kind of high-flying matches. He saw him dropkick a shin one time, <laughs> and he pops himself. Cole then says, yeah, sweet shin music. That was one of his moves as dude love, and Taz is deflated. Michael Cole just Paul Roma-ing all over <laughs> Paul Newcomer Taz. I like that Taz has stayed true to himself all these years. Yeah. Just sitting there making himself laugh. Yeah. It's a, it's a good bit of good bit of broadcast that is when you just sit and make yourself laugh for a couple of hours. He's going to say, yeah, and then he follows it up immediately. Saves the day by saying he knows someone who lives in Queens, New York. Maybe that's the Duchess. Ah, oh, no. He parks cars for a living. <laughs> <laughs> Taz has improved a lot very quickly. Yeah, he's moving uh, fast. I love him. Regal applies a springboard on Jericho, but without springboard, surfboard, sorry, but without the Liger overhead press, which is nice. You should see them do the overhead bit. Um, will he's bust out more crazy subs? If there were any crazier, they'd be Cultaholics Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you. Jericho knocks down Angle, and God, this is a long match by SmackDown 01 standards. Hot tag to Benoit, who slaughters Angle and Regal, but Willie breaks up a pit attempt after Air Canada. There are other airlines available. Regal then attempts a pin on Benoit after a cutter, but the commentators point out he wasn't legal and the referee is dumb. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, weird bit when he pins him. <laughs> Cole's like, what is he doing? <laughs> everyone lands their trademarks, but everyone kicks out of everything thanks to their tag partner until Jericho locks Regal in the walls, but Angle knocks him off it, and Regal locks in the Regal stretch while Jericho gets the ankle lock, and it's a DQ because the referee told him to stop doing that. You can't have two people in at once. However... Regal points out that, yes, Tom, thank you, this was a Duchess of Queensbury tag team rules match. In paragraph two, chapter three of the Big Duchess book, both men can apply their holds about a DQ, so they win. Ha 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 A pretty sweet 15-minute match to start SmackDown, which is a rarity at this point mm. in life, but normal things by today's standards. What do you think, Tom? This was really good. This is a lovely match to start, and it's amazing when you consider that, according to the Ross Report this week, Kurt Angle had a stinger on Raw. And he's working through it. So he's he was... signed by Time Warner. What was he doing? <laughs> Steve Regal had a minor shoulder dislocation during this match and hyperextended his elbow, and he's still cracking on. So, like, considering all that, you know, this is a snake bit year for WWF. This is really, really fun. Uh, and I think the slightly overcomplicated, I've put here Regal slash Dusty Finish, Rusty Finish. 
Oh. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, is a little harbinger for thing harbinger for things to come. Oh, what? Harbinger for things to come with the Duchess of Queensbury rules match at Backlash, which I believe divides people. Uh, yeah. Well, we'll come to of, see that. We'll talk week. about it next week on the Cold Hearted Classic yeah. Backlash 2001 Watch Along. A limo shows up for Triple Denim <laughs> to show up with Steph. Vince says hi. That's the segment. Signs f- featuring Triple H wearing a Hulkamania shirt have been removed from the crowd. <laughs> Even in that, that, this period? As have, as have signs that say NWWFO. <laughs> it's a bit convoluted, that one. but One sign that did stick around was one that just said, where Kurt Angle was walking out for the opening match, there's a sign that said, Kurt, break ankle, brackets, hi, Adam. <laughs> Somebody hold up a sign saying, Kurt, break ankles. <laughs> Not the good old days. Of that Shout out your this mate, This new Smash Brothers game looks rubbish. <laughs> you, start, you started a, a horrible thing by highlighting video game signs at AW. God. You started a thing. All there. the good ones are gone now. All this shit. Oh, this is... This is we, we <laughs> I'm need... sorry, guys. It was, everything's good for a bit, and then it stinks, okay? We need to check ourselves, because we have a weird power through Cold Hearted. Are you okay, Tom? No. you got your serious voice on. We need to check what have ourselves. You seen? What have you seen that's upset you? No, 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 no. I'm just saying because obviously you started the, 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 the fire. video game thing and it, was, and it was always burning since the world was turning. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, of course... That's amazing! Is this actually the fire alarm? We don't normally test it today. That's amazing! As we say, we didn't start the fire! The fire oh. alarm goes! Oh, it's not a test? Wait, wait, give it a few more seconds. We hear people running upstairs. I don't think this is a test. That This isn't an Andrew Martin. Nah, he wrestles Rhino later on. Is right. it? Ah, we'll be told it is. It's an Andrew ah! We'll be right back. It wasn't a real fire. It wasn't a real fire, thankfully. That was funny, though. Oh. We've got a podcast, and it's as hot as my pants. <laughs> Jesus. Whoa! <laughs> oh. All right, so where were we? Um, we're about to say, oh, yeah, I know. About that's that it. So that, and then also, lest we forget that Sam Driver booked the first Roman Reigns versus Goldberg match. That's right. <laughs> that was down to him. So we should be very careful with the power that we wield. Just saying. That's my PSA done. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. Exactly. You know who said that? Fred Durst and Biscuit. <laughs> a reminder, Double Denim are taking on Cool Kane and his brother, Crime Inc. <laughs> so we get a recap package of the formation of Double Denim and Austin's very successful heel turn, being up at JR, Hardy's leader, and then Kane. So lost the hardcore title. And then they attacked Undertaker, and he won the tag titles. <laughs> yep. Then on Raw, Vince tells his boys that their lines are on the li- Their lines? That's a good order, correct? Their lines are on the line. Their, their line. titles are on the line as well in this main event at Backlash, which doesn't make any sense. So they beat up Kane Undertaker to feel a bit better. 
Vince then tells his Denham boys that Undertaker and Kane are both in handicap matches tonight and neither can uh, help the other one in any interference. And if they lose, then only the tag titles will be on the line at Backlash. Uh, Vince also says that they have a tag match tonight, but he's going to tell them their opponents because he wants them to be razor sharp. Mm. See, that bit at least makes sense, but why the tag titles on the line of backlash? Why someone slamming our door? I don't know. Vince says Stone Cold needs to control Debs as his face still hurts from the slap she gave him. <laughs> Debs still being around boggles the mind. Yeah, it doesn't fit, does it? No, oh, and if you know that bit that was bad, wait until you see later oh, on. Oh, no. And then Steve, Stephen Richards thanks Vince for the opportunity. Uh, uh, nice little quick point of segment there. Yeah, little, little, gets a little handshake from Stephen Richards and Vince, yep. and then off goes Vince and into our match a little later on. Yeah. Team Extreme are here for Matt Hardy's European title shot against Eddie Guerrero. Perry and Terry accompany Eddie with Perry's hat getting bigger every week like that one bit in <laughs> Scare Movie 3. <laughs> I'm amazed I remember that bit. Uh, Cole says Matt would love to do what Jeff did. What's that? Win a singles match then get killed for several weeks afterwards. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, both Perry Saturn and Eddie Guerrero have elbow injuries they're working through. God, everyone's just hurt. That's from the Ross Report. Everyone's just packaged. It's not ballet, pal. <laughs> Cole hypes up the upcoming tour of Annapolis. Taz says he loves that place. There's a lot of history there. Cole says, really? Taz says, no. He just likes saying that. <laughs> Taz is great on this week's show. He really is. Eddie smacks Matt around in an adequate way until crowd chants, <laughs> Eddie sucks, when he isn't even doing anything particularly dickish. Crowd isn't in much of it, so I appreciate Taz's improvement on commentary. Matt takes his top off, the light of the woman folk, and also possibly a young Matthew watching at home who is still the goth lads to this day. <laughs> I always love when you that read person your... I paid to ghostwrite this is not doing a good job. I always I'm, love when I'll you have read stern your... words. You read your notes like you've never read them in your life. <laughs> It's great though, isn't it? I'm so like, oh, that, that's good. I was like, oh, that's bad. That's a typo. <laughs> Eventually, Terry distracts the referee. So Perry crotches Matt on the top rope. Jeff uses the guardrail to take out Perry at ringside. But Matt kicks out of Eddie's superplex. Perry gets dunked in the steps by Jeff, which honestly looks like a dude who just fell over. And Lita chases Terry in the ring. And during the confusion, Lita delivers a Frankenstein to Eddie, giving us shades of the uh, Esserios feud from last year. Remember him? Which sets up a big-ass twist of fate for Matt to win the European Championship. Bloody hell. He then plays tonsil hockey with Lita as Jeff looks around, wondering if he bought Snoopy tennis with him. It's <laughs> <laughs> a, that's a mild upset, surprise there. Uh, but Eddie wasn't doing anything with the title. So it's like, no. sure, but keep these guys hot. And energetic. The match was all right. Again, Eddie's so great at getting heat, even when he's not doing anything. Um, but yeah, big sense. And if he is hurt, then it makes sense to get rid of the title. It's a nice little match here. In a nice little bit of timeline symmetry, uh, it was in the year 2000 that Lita was getting involved in Eddie Guerrero's European title yep. defense. Yep. In, uh, the, on the way to backlash. So how the, how the, the worm turns. Um, do you think Matt Hardy winning the European title, this feels like a bit of a make good for the, the, the shitty way they were chewed up and spat out by double denim? I think it's helped a bunch of things. One, they need something to do with a tag team, but there's no tag team for them to take on. So I was like, all right, fine. Mm. Uh, keep you hot. Uh, also, Eddie's hurt. Mm. Also, we need to do something to get some heat back after being laid out. 
So yeah, I think it's just taking off the boxes. And then Triple H comes out and destroys Matt and Jeff, but not really, but you wouldn't be guilty for thinking so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, whilst wearing a WrestleMania X7 shirt for some reason, uh, William Regal ices his elbow. Edge and Christian come in and want to know why they're in a handicap match against Kane tonight. What do they get out of it? They want to shot the European belt now that Matt has it. Uh, because after all, says Christian, my grandma is from, rotates Regal's small globe on his desk and grunty. She's, she's, she's Luxembourgian. <laughs> Regal says he can give him a European shot, but Eddie will want a rematch. Christian says, all right, fine. Why not make it a three-way? Regal wants to know, but what about Raven? Great little nod, that. And Edgy Christian go, that's his, that's his thing from WCW. Regal goes, oh, it's good, though, isn't it? Yeah, uh, I love that. Yeah, nice yeah. and subtle. And they all have a big cigarette together. And he promised him a European title shot, too. What? <laughs> Edgy Christian suggests a hardcore title match against Rhino instead. Raven versus Eddie was booked for the pay-per-view. Yikes. Anyway, that's some fine matchmaking three days before the pay-per-view. When did they announce Raven was getting a European title match? They mentioned it very briefly during the previous European title match. Um, but I think they just said that just to make it a bit like, oh, well, you know, Eddie does have that, that shot against Raven at the pay-per-view. Yeah, almost. Amazing. So this will be a nothing match. I don't think it actually exists. You know, like we normally do, you know, always have title contenders lined up. Yeah. Even without a storyline. But it gives us Raven and Rhino. I was going to say, yeah, like, never mind the weird booking and stuff like that. And everything. It's like, yeah. We're going to have fun with that. Yeah. We're oh, going to have fun. Can't wait to see that again. That. Right to censor, yell and bicker backstage as Stephen is losing control and tells them all he treats them like his own kids and they keep on letting him down. Hey, it's my dad. <laughs> Bad gross writer. Bad gross writer. Which, which, um, which goth kid? Would you have brought back to have really upset your dad? In 2001. <laughs> oh, I have to choose. Yeah, a famous one. Famous goth singer. Oh. If you were to, to bring... Oh, no, one, one it would have been all you... of them. Open up, open up any page on Karango, that one. One that, you could, I'm the, I've got one that the... you could bring, stand in the kitchen and go, But Daddy, I love him! <laughs> the bassist from Mudvayne? <laughs> My mom's trying to make small, make small talk as my dad yells at me in the kitchen. He's just there, grinning maniacally. <laughs> I love Mudvayne's hit dig. Uh, it was the, at, the dig. Time, at the time, it was the new Imagine. <laughs> Imagine the sexiest song of all time. <laughs> Austin tells Debs to hot foot it and get some coffee. It's Triple H says, yes, I'll also have some coffee. Thank you. I'm the game. And then Stephanie gives her a long, complicated. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Semi-skimmed order because she's an evil white woman. <laughs> you see, the funny thing is, I put in my notes, Deborah is off to get coffee for the two bad power trip. Triple H's order is dead simple. Steph's is complicated because she's a bitch. <laughs> like we've reached the same yeah. conclusion. More on that thrilling conclusion later on. Uh, but right now, WF Auctions, Chef Boyardee, and WF Volume 5, a.k.a. The Pie Album. Sponsor, Edge and Christian versus Kane in a handicap match. WWF Auctions, do you remember WWF Auctions? I remember them hyping it, but it just never really took off because eBay became the number one auction site and it became you know, one horse race, as they say. I found WWF Auctions for this month. So would you like to know what was being auctioned on WWF auctions this month and how much they went Ooh, for? Was it uh, Duke Nukem Forever on the Unreal Engine? <laughs> oh, do you know what? I wish. Sadly not. Okay. A WWF hotel and casino t-shirt in medium size. Ah. <laughs> oh, that's rare. Yes, that is very rare. I heard somebody pressing buttons. I think an alarm might go off again. I think we're fine. Yeah, I'll test them out again. But it should be should be okay. We're go fine. On. You're professional. It went for $8. <laughs> well done. I love that. The Undertaker comic book, autographed oh. by The Undertaker. Oh, he wrote it. You, you sent me a panel from it, didn't you? I feel like we need to read ah, it. Ah, Somebody, somebody, the, the brothers of construction. I love to do a read. Yeah, we read should do a that. reading of it. If we oh. can get hold of a copy, we'll do a reading. Do you, of Jack it. and Zero, else do the voices? Be amazing. China's ring attire signed oh, by China. God. Oh, by the way, the Undertaker comic book went for one hundred twenty-five dollars, signed by the Undertaker. China's ring attire signed by China. Uh, went for $1,260. The description for this is amazing. This is probably the closest any of you jabronis will ever get to this Mamacita's leather top and bottoms. <laughs> hey, do you want to oh, buy yeah. China's clothes? Of course you do, you freak. <laughs> they know what they are. Closest okay. you'll get to a woman. <laughs> I don't want to buy it, am I? A piece of the table from the from the pay-per-view, WWF No Mercy. The one that Bubba Ray put Bull Buchanan through. Went for $250. What? what? <laughs> and rubber pants worn and autographed by Trish Stratus went oh, for no. $2,001. Yeah, a space odyssey. <laughs> so that's some of the highlights from this uh, particular Wow. Thank run. you, Paul. <laughs> last, last week Kane beat these dudes so hard they exited the tag title scene and landed in the European vision yeah. <laughs> Triple H and Austin I'm going to hit you so hard and you end up in Nitro Triple H and Austin are shown watching backstage to remind you that three days backlash is a thing uh, they keep on going back to these guys watching and not really saying much uh, I guess for editing purposes they look like the guys yelling useless instructions to their partners in the crystal maze <laughs> anyway Kane gets worked over because he's cool but his arm is still bandaged up Edge attempts an armbar on Kane but he blocks it and gets a sweet ankle lock uh, while Christian tries to interfere 
Kane goozles him. Uh, 2001 Kane is the best Kane. He is the best Kane. Anyway, there's lots of shots of backstage people watching to trim the foul of this match, which appears to be dulling the crowd to tears. <laughs> Years later, arm work will be okay for 10 minutes, but no one. That's worse than naked Midian. <laughs> Kane powers up and tries a one-arm choke slam, but Christian bops him in the elbow to block it. Concerto to Kane's elbow right in front of the referee. Ends it to leave cool Kane laying, but he wins. So it's a small victory for tile defences. In the main event of Backlash in three days' time, Tom Campbell. Mm. Kane did a leg lock in this match. That's my main takeaway. Yeah, he's like, oh no, uh, he blocked the armbar. Blocked it. He's, like, he's watching his Fujiwara tape. Mm-hmm. Blocks that. And he's like, aha, I see that you've left yourself vulnerable, Edge. Wrestling, Kane. What are you doing here? <laughs> Why, Mr. Edge, you appear to be favoring the upper body. <laughs> and we all know it's upper body business. But I... <laughs> Kane's Kane's chosen <laughs> style of wrestling is catch catch fire. Oh none of a fire fucking reference, Tom, how are we? You got stuff to be doing today, got the fire going. Uh, give me a few seconds, it's gonna go off again. Okay, I'm good. We'll try this. Wow, no, you'll set off the ring one gear from China <laughs> alarm. <laughs> Damn it. Whoa. I have to bring back Mudvayne to me dad then. Oh no. <laughs> Again. Oh no. I set off the million pounds alarm. Nah. That would hurt. Um, <laughs> yeah. Big weightful. <laughs> it's a pretty. Oh, it's, the, it's heavier than the moon in Majora's Mask. <laughs> that gypsy curse was right. <laughs> it's just like the gypsy woman said. <laughs> and then. <laughs> Debs returns with the coffee, but she doesn't have Steph's semi-skin milk because they only had cream. Bitch. <laughs> Debra's revenge. <laughs> Debra's. Debra's revenge. Uh, she'll be pooing for hours. <laughs> Or not at all, depending on how my stomach reacts. Your ring gear will only go for a thousand now. (laughs) Are you kidding? If you prove yourself, it'll go for three. (laughs) They named a UPW wrestler after you. (laughs) (laughs) Then, she's built. I love the idea of her going, I'm just sorry, you can finish the bit. I love the idea of Deborah saying to Steph, oh, hey, Steph, they didn't have the thing you want, I got your cream. And then it pauses on the screen and says, oh, Deborah's revenge. <laughs> Achievement unlocked. Achievement unlocked, Deborah's revenge. Revenge is a coffee with the wrong milk. Coffee best served with cream. Then she falls boiling hot coffee all over Austin. Who then feuds with Debs for three months, including a disappointing <laughs> last person standing match at Armageddon. <laughs> he tells her to get, and later on gives her the boot of the week, <laughs> sponsored inexplicably by Lugs in China. It's Big Show getting hit by Shane's big chair before Tess giving him the big boot afterwards. Why wouldn't Tess big boot boop there? Big boot be the look of the week. It's right there, you bunch of shoe amateurs. <laughs> Shamateurs, if you will. 
And as Test heads out, we get reminded Austin and Triple H will be appearing on the Howard Stern Show right. for the Crazy Cabbie versus Angry Black Boxing Match at WF New York. Oh, what a fucking mess. So this uh, happened... I was living, it's living, because I know a lot about this, because I watch a little bit. Well, look, showing I, you this for the initiation. This what was amazing. Think, oh, I, I haven't watched all of it yet, but what I've Don't seen is it. just a hot mess. So yeah. talk us through some of the... Because it's on YouTube, so you can watch the Howard Stern WF New York special on the internet. Yeah. Talk us through it like what uh, what again, happened it's amazing like the the entrepreneurial skills of hard stone because you have this, 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 this people come on the show called the whack packers because all like you know degenerates and freaks or people of issues and so crazy cabbie was one of them and um he was just a loud mouth dude had his own radio slot for a bit but he also served in nam and stuff like that and you know end up going to prison because on the on the air and outside was listened by millions of people on the air said you know i don't, I don't pay tax <laughs> somebody heard it reported him and he went yeah you haven't and he went oh shit <laughs> trying to go in there every year but um oh, there was another guy who was a caller so that's a really member of the uh, white pack called <laughs> his name was angry black because mm-hmm. he was an angry guy and he was black it was 2001 <laughs> and uh decided to set up a boxing match because obviously Crazy Cabby was talking the big thing and again and I was like oh yeah great we'll just we'll just put this on let's put this on and he's because he had so much influence yeah I'll do it at WF New York it's the worst boxing you'll ever see but everybody's there Nicole Bass thrilled to be back in WF New York weird scene of there Crackhead Bob who once did commentary alongside Jim Ross and Raw 98 for a segment did he? Oh my god! Oh wow! Do you remember? You may you may have not remember the the oddities before they became ICP loving dudes. Uh, they were managed by Don Callis, Cyrus the Virus, uh, and he had like a bunch of dudes from Howard Stern, including you know Hank, Hank the Angry Drunken Dwarf Aww. was there. And then who was called that? His name was Bob. He was a crackhead. It's such just a weird universe to go back in. So the, he's there. Um, uh, Bob Atrum, the boxing promoters there. Michael Buffer's doing the ring announcing. There's all these people there. The Iron Sheik is there, and he's asked who's going to win between <laughs> between Crazy Cabby and Angry Black, and he goes Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> like no, Sheiky, no. <laughs> I love you all. Uh, yeah, and then Crazy Cabby, Howard Stern, no, you pay me to break your leg, <laughs> but I tell him no. I tell him no. I have respect for Opie and Anthony. <laughs> and, uh, sorry, that's the Italian chic. I only have two impressions and they're all the same. Um, yeah, and so Triple H and Austin are also there because why not? You know, just keep on throwing yeah, stuff. Yeah, they there. just chuck people at this. And they're like, so what do you think of this? And they're both just like mildly and intoxicated going, <laughs> look at this shit. <laughs> look at it. <laughs> Austin's going out of a good time. like, <laughs> just yucking it up with the mainstream media. Yeah, they're looking at this the same way I was hearing that guy at Tesco who's yelling at the staff. I'm like, <laughs> this is going to be good. <laughs> so, like, what? So, Austin's trying to leave while Stripling's going, oh, wait, no, slow down. I'm going, hello, imaginary person. <laughs> like, Austin's like, come on, man. We're going, oh, I don't want to watch this. It's The Rock. He's, he's calling me out. Stop yeah. being nebby. <laughs> Deborah got the wrong milk again. <laughs> Bitch killer. Oh. Deborah's revenge. Do. Anyway, <laughs> cream the boxing, harder. The boxing match went to a draw. Great. The crazy cabbie would tell people forever that, no, I could have had another one. So stuttering John took him on. And then he lost to stuttering John. 
<laughs> Crazy Gabby was so pathetic. It was amazing. Anyway, sorry, that was a little detail. Don't know, That's a lovely detail. Anyway, um, Tess versus Rhino. <laughs> Hell yeah. Also, uh, Rhino looks so small. He looks small compared to Tess. You forget how big Tess was and yeah. you see Rhino like, And oh how God. relatively small Rhino is as well. Yeah. Tess whips Rhino into a bin in the corner. Rhino ducks the big boot and accidentally goes the bin. Good lad. Rhino uses a fire extinguisher on test, which we'll need in a few seconds. Uh, I prefer Rhino killing dudes. I don't like him selling for anyone right now. Anyway, they brought the back where I'm sure nothing and note will happen because I thought, wait, this isn't the Mike Awesome episode already, is it? And no, of course it isn't. Um, Rhino is dumped in a shopping trolley and smashed into the side of the bleachers like a bear before hitting a running big boot while sliding on the slippy floor. Oh, bless him. Good. But then here comes the fattest racist Bernard <laughs> Manon. Oh my God! That's good. The coach writer can come back now. That was good. <laughs> well, well, it's my mother-in-law. <laughs> well, you can't say that anymore. <laughs> they arrest you for saying you're British. <laughs> oh. That is racist. It's burning badly. <laughs> <laughs> he hits test, allowing Rhino the winner of the Tenagal title. <laughs> and I, whoa! I've done a really forced. Do you want a really bad one? Actually, I uh, mate, I would. I live for the ne bad ones. <laughs> More like Neil Farage's for Doritos. <laughs> Steph's underoos after some fucking whole cream coffee. <laughs> With a 500 quid on WFAuctions.com. Oh. Oh. The first one. The first one. Oh, was... I'm picturing a big gammon. Gammon! Oh, sick. The first one was like Hogan Rock at WrestleMania X8. The second one was Hogan Rock at No Way Out of 3. <laughs> Farage oh, uh, Show does have a point as Test oh. defeated that Shane match last year, but of course it goes unmentioned oh. because it's like, shut up, Big Show. <laughs> you, no one, they're no going to fire you and send you to WCW. It doesn't even exist. No one likes you, mate. Fuck. <laughs> anyway, oh just incredible God. gets the mic. And tights. Ooh, oh. no more jeans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said the Dudley boys... Uh, just that, boys, Dudley, living, <laughs> living in a man's world. He tells the crowd he ran the Dudleys out of ECW to zero pop or chant, and even Taz goes, "I don't remember that." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not not an ECW uh, area. Fair enough. <laughs> he also says he's been making an impact, which nowadays they did in AEW. The crowd would go, "Oh, I get it. He's an impact player. That's a good job." He making an impact. Playing Tonic Trouble. As and then a member of the impact. That's my joke. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't done it in a while, so I'm having it. Yes. Yeah, you really haven't. <laughs> I've been playing the hit game Ill Bleed. <laughs> Jeff Hardy let me play Snoopy Tennis backstage. We had a connector to our Game Boy so we could play it together. We needed two Game Boys, and two I copies was... of Snoopy Tennis. And <laughs> 
I was on the fence about it, but then Wood. No, wait. Woodstock was on the fence. Was he was on the way? Ah, oh, that was nearly a really good line. He was on. No, he was on the kennel. No, no, Snoopy was on that. Woodstock, Woodstock would be on the... Uh, chill, chill <laughs> the penis mouth. Hey, when I watched this, I was on the doghouse. Now I've spent 30 quid of the rent money. I'm in the doghouse. <laughs> Snoopy said it. Nice. Ah, <laughs> uh, I love that joke. <laughs> nice. Tennis. X why do tennis players... Why are tennis players... Um, why are tennis players tough to date? <laughs> We already know the fucking punchline, right? <laughs> it's like a game of Jeopardy. Tim Hemmons a racist. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> no, he's not. No. He's not. <laughs> love means nothing. Xbox says, "What's up?" No longer. My one proper joke. No, it was. Every, everything else is. Everything else is. Everything else is farage for doing. <laughs> I like how when we do a He's not even fun. I like it when we do a proper joke. Everyone goes, oh, okay. And then we go, Dave, 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 Dave. Everyone goes, ah, oh, higher comedy. <laughs> yeah, I saw the TV saying, oh, can you do it? I'd love a full version of Big Show's like park life, but. <laughs> It wasn't even park life, it was just me making that noise. I was associated with them. With pressures of them. Oh, the people. <laughs> pork life. I go down to the Burger King and I eat the burgers because I'm the king of the burgers. They gave me a crown on my head. <laughs> <laughs> Someone shouted out of their car, you should cut down on your pork life, mate. Get some, <laughs> get some exercise. <laughs> oh, the people. My, my heart. <laughs> Uh, hand in hand to the doctors. <laughs> oh, cholesterol. <laughs> da -da -da -da. So much cholesterol. I, I, order, <laughs> I order a kebab from the. No, no, I can. <laughs> Why do you sense that? You make me sound like a racist. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. Xbox says the was ups. That's no that's that's the expression that went out with uh, nickel beer. I mean, he's right, I guess. What's nickel beer? I guess it's like cheap beer. Beer for a nickel, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I mean if it's for a nickel, that is pretty cheap. Jesus, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean I think you do that at Weatherspoons now. Yes, I'll have your finest nickel beer, please. <laughs> um also the 3D sucks and you can't pin any of them with it. <laughs> Cut to the crowd where there's a sign saying, Xbox, please quit, you're tired. <laughs> what a weird thing to say. He's just tired. Please quit. You're tired. He's not bad. He's not rubbish. He doesn't suck. He's just tired. He's just tired. <laughs> you can see nothing yet, mate. Devon <laughs> says they better remove that expression from their face before he lets Spike Dudley down the ring to remove it from him. Uh -huh. Bubba says some stuff, but it's very cheesy. <laughs> but cheesy, but babyface Bubba's a bit weird at this point. Mm. It's like, yeah, we're going to do it to the guys and the good and blah. X Factor versus Duddy Boys. Oh, no, it's not. It's a brawl. Justin Gribble takes a twilt will. It's not twilt will, was it? It was a head scissors. It was a head scissors. That, yeah, that it's a head scissors from Spike Dudley. Who wrote this? Before Spike walks up to Albert. Oh, walks up Albert, because Albert's in the corner, and he literally walks, walks up, up him. in front yes. of Dudley, though. Uh, to land the Dudley dong. 
as Brian Alvarez called it last week. He did, didn't he? I forgot he called him a Dudley. Then the Dongs help Spike to take down Albert, and then X-Pac takes a 3D. Wow, I wonder who will win at Backlash. It could be either team. (laughs) (laughs) The only time X-Pac have had any offense than whatsoever is in a match that wasn't a match. Uh, Dudley's got to mention a big daddy Dudley before coming down, though. Yeah, because that was the original idea of the gimmick. Yeah. So, like, big daddy Dudley always said, keep your friends close and your enemies closer, so we're going to run down And shag (laughs) them. Keep your friends close and their wives closer. Big Daddy always said condoms don't work. (laughs) (laughs) And now it's time for the end of Right to Censor, I think. Uh, It's four on one against Undertaker, but it might as well be 400 on one for Mm -hmm. all the difference it's going to make. Undertaker clears house and then lands his favorite Will Farrell film on Bill Buchanan. That's right. Elf. Then Goodfather gets beat down, and then Venus gets beaten up before the numbers game overcomes Undertaker for all of three seconds, because then Steven wants in, then immediately bickers with his teammates who abandon him to take a roster-ending last ride powerbomb and sex pin for good measure. <laughs> that looks to me to be definitively the end of Right to Censor. It is actually the end of it, because later on, a little spoiler for what's ahead, a little later on, Stephen Richards will cite Undertaker as the reason the Right to Censor ended. And it's this match as, as to why uh, he says that. And this is Exhibit A. He exhibits a fate worse than death upon us. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's right. you're gonna wish for right to censor oh come, to God. come back all is forgiven good father <laughs> come back all is unforgiven then Willie again still wearing a Wrestlemania X7 shirt tries to talk to Double Denim and then suddenly Triple H is like it's serious time and because they have the tune up match because Vince said so it's, it's very abrupt and weird um, oh but before that here's Shane reading Shane and the Beanstalk I thought these were rubbish as a kid and now I'm an adult, I'm still right. They're cack. <laughs> Shane does a rhyme mocking Big Show for being dumb and fat and stupid, which is only funny when we do it because we're not trying to sell a pay-per-view match between the two of them. <laughs> uh, blah, blah, blah. Which way do you go? Big Show's fat, me slow and blah, 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 and all the other stuff there. Blah, blah, blah. So you blah, didn't blah, rate blah, Shane blah. and the Giant Beans. And didn't like it as a kid. I went, what are you it. doing? Yeah. Super cool, badass, WWE on a shame of man doing this. Nah, I, I didn't like it. That was rubbish. What do you think, Tom? I, I remember quite enjoying it at the time because it kind of, even like the little reference of like, um, he couldn't find him. Which way did he go? Like, li- like I quite liked it as a kid. I think I think looking at it with, your, with older eyes, I'm like, it is a bit now. Yeah, okay, trying to sell a pay-per-view match, but <clears throat> if you're trying to sell, if you're trying to pick up your opponent, you don't want to point out, well, I can't have this match. My opponent is morbidly obese. And can't walk three steps of all, you know, can't do it, take an Irish whip and while sweating. You know, that, oh, I really want to see that match when it's true. They do sort Big of. Big Joe, dumb and slow and stupid. Yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah. But there's part of it, but then, is, but then you kind of. But then if, if Shane was the, was the heel. Who was the face of the heel of this? Well, Shane was the face. Yeah. I mean, Big Show was the heel. We should beat up our boy Test. Shane foreshadows the end of the match. Yeah, I'll give him that. You that climb the beanstalk as I own. Fairy tale ends with a mighty crash landing. Mm. More on that next week on the uh, watch along of Backlash right. 2001. Right. Double Denim head the ring <clears throat> to show that Shane McMahon is not the only person who could badly sell a pay per view match. <laughs> Damn mystery opponent to tune up the band. Get them ready for the big, the big game at the big dance at the big uh, baseball stadium at the homecoming uh, kind time. 
Hey! Hey, don't laugh. They built the big show. And you know, well, he's treated that. Seriously, he's treated around him. Big show's livid. Uh, those. <laughs> no! Stop I it! I didn't say beep! I said beep! No! No, we could say that in 2001. <laughs> you can't now. They're wearing <laughs> local sports team jerseys and tell them that they meet damn good, but we are that damn evil. Crowd actually rather likes this. Oh, they love it. Then they walk forward a bit more as Triple H and Austin are like, it's kind of. What a funny joke. Yeah, we, 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 what, what clever big brain boys we are. Yeah, yeah. What a fun trick oh, we Oh no, played. we're expecting, you know, angry black and crazy cabbie. <laughs> and crackhead Bob. I love that name. Um, and then they go, oh, look, 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 Austin, he's going to talk again. And then Taka gets the mic. But... Instead of he overdubbing by allegedly Shane McMahon, and it's the Undertaker who says they only see dead men walking. And then Funaki gets the mic and Kane gets to do the Indeed. He does it! Because he's Cool Kane! Cool Kane! Indeed. And here they are. Uh, Triple H and Austin going, that was weird. Continue to look at Kai in time, like, all right, Tucker, we're like, yeah, you doing, mate? Ring. Don't get it. And then the two big looks instantly take them up from behind, because obviously, cool, Kane, I don't think they're going to interfere. Um, which makes up the fact that it made no sense for them to be out here in this match, really, until just just to get Kane and take her out then to beat them up, get some heat. Crowd were going pretty all right for it. Yeah. I'm not sure if that was because Kai and Tai were there and they're number one right now. I think they're over. Their gimmick is, it's mildly over. But then also, I think Undertaker and Kane are over at the moment. No, they are. They're definitely. mega over at the moment. And then, yeah. like, so the all all six of these combustible elements coming together. But they better See, be. Kai and Tai in the main event, you cowards. They better be with the tag titles and killing off right to censor. I mean, what else? Yeah, what more can you Free do? candy for the children. <laughs> I mean, there's not much else. Uh, that was SmackDown. That was SmackDown. Uh, what did you remember from this episode of SmackDown? I remember... I don't remember anything. I remember love that you gave me. Oh, I, I remember uh, Right to Censor. Yeah. Leaving, abandoning on. Like, oh, as a kid, I was like, oh, finally. The end of RTC. Yeah, more goth guys can take the place. Um, what about you? I remember the Shane McMahon story time. Oh. I, for better or for worse, I do remember it. I remember sitting there and reading from the story with all like, the fuzzy images from... In the book to represent, you know, the story being told. For better or for worse, I remember it. What did you forget? There's two things. One, Taz's improvement as a commentator, because mm-hmm. he's realising arms be a bit choky here. It's all right. Uh, and two, the gradual decline of the overall quality of the product, not in terms of characters. Or store, actually, no, that is the thing I want to say. Or in-ring product, or the wrestlers themselves, the promos and stuff. It's just how it's put together. Mm. The 99 to eh, early, early 01 booking of the show has been so fun to watch because you just get a lot of fun watching it week per week. There's a pay-per-view in three weeks, sorry, three days' time, I should mm. say. And they're like, all right, here's some matches. Like, it feels a lot less organized than it was, considering... They don't have much else to be dealing with. I mean, the XFL. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and trying to get WCW off the ground. Yeah. They're, they're <clears> trying to do a lot at once. So I was like, all right, like two announced matches for this. The Duchess of Queensbury and stuff like that. It's it's a bit muddled right now. And it mm. could have been, it's been so much better that maybe I'm just complaining for the sake of complaining, which I do enjoy. Uh, hi, I'm British. Um, 
But we are beginning to see this, and this will become the norm yeah. as we come late on. Uh, what about yourself? What do you forget? Deborah's revenge. <laughs> Deborah and the weird thing of her spilling coffee on Steve Austin. And like she very deliberately threw coffee on Austin. Um, I wonder whether the plan was for her to accidentally spill coffee on him, but they just didn't trust her to act it. So he went and just deliberately threw coffee at him. Next time we are together, it is for Backlash 2001. Yay. Watch along once again, Matthew, Greg, and myself. We'll watch Backlash 01 with you. I'm very excited to watch Backlash 01 again. I remember watching Backlash 01 in America. In a Ooh. bar in Florida that my parents went to for dinner, and I sat with some with some chicken tenders around the corner and watched Backlash 2001. Aww. The tender age of 17. I remember doing tender that. with your tendies. A Diet Coke because you can't drink until you're 21 in America. That's right. It's a strange system you've got over there, but it's fine. Um, I couldn't drink. Till, actually, I wasn't meant to drink until. 80 in the UK anyway, so what am I talking about? Uh, we'll watch it together with you on the podcast feed and at the Patreon next week, and until we're back together. What are you working on this week? Anything exciting? Working on relaxing. <laughs> nice, backing and relaxing. Yeah, it's relaxing, playing some Death Stranding, and just remembering, like, all right, all right, chill your beans. Yeah, mate. We could all be doing with more beans chilling. Sometimes I forget this. It's mm. one of those obvious things in the world. It's up there with, you know, breathing and digesting food. Mm. And sometimes I forget. Like, sometimes you need to go, all right, just chill the fuck out. Can people see you at North Wrestling tonight? Maybe? No, it's my mate's birthday. Ah, but if you're going to North Wrestling... Oh, but North Wrestling looks amazing. Time. War Horse coming to War Horse, which is Newcastle for our horse. <laughs> <laughs> to say it. Uh, if you do like, if you want to find out more about North Wrestling, you can find them at North underscore NCL on Twitter. Matthew and I do commentary for them. So we, we do. We should plug that more often. And Commander is doing a good job. Of yes, Commander they, Sterling. They put the commentary up on the matches that we barely talk because they're all story driven. And we'd like, all right, let's just watch this. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to Matthew Tongo. Oh, yeah, that was a move. <laughs> <laughs> it's no, good but Thank you, Commander. I appreciate it. At North underscore NCL, if you want to find out a little bit more about our little side hustle there. Until we are next together, he is at Matthew Greg on Twitter. I am at Tom Campbell on Twitter. Together, we're at Cultaholic on Twitter. Don't forget to join us. Deborah's Revenge. One, two, three, four. Deborah, the last dinosaur. Oh, She's my friend and a whole lot more. Deborah, the last dinosaur. He's my friend and a whole lot more. Deborah, the last dinosaur. Shows me. The last dinosaur. What a male, doesn't he? Thank you for that. What a, what a, what a lovely time. Oh. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 